There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. back. Lori and Julia show my talk 1071 everything entertainment keeping you up to date on the entertainment world and of course the effect the coronavirus is having in all walks of our life. If you have tickets to the May 2nd Kenny Chesney concert you won't be going on May 2nd that has been postponed. Kenny Chesney will not perform May 2nd at US Bank Stadium they will perform at a later date. And, of course, your tickets will be honored for that show. There's so many things that have been canceled. Yeah. I think you should just assume that they should cancel. And I want Disney World to follow Disneyland's lead and uh, just shut down and lose revenue for a good, long, hard month. Yeah. Because there's you've got all, uh, my gosh, what is wrong? I mean, that is really bad. Them, it really is. Them not down, well, I mean, you, have, you touched... Screens, screens to go yeah. in, yeah. and I guess right. I mean it's just it's 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 a stew, Donnie. It's yeah. a stew, yes, and we need is. to take it seriously. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of stew, we didn't have stew with this guy at Craig's, but we did invite ourselves to eat and sit with David Spade's table. Oh yes, we did at Craig's when we were in L.A. at the Screen Actor Guild Awards. I would call that forward. Well, we had someone in common, and we and were we, welcomed yes. after we dropped the name Todd yes. Fisher. Oh, I guess. Because yes. David no Spade mm-hmm. went to junior high and high school with Toddy, the guy who Ooh, hired, hired us. us. And it turned out he was with two buddies of his who also knew Toddy. Yes. Oh, really? And knew Toddy's slogan for running for senior class president. No, and student council. Student council, but it was hysterical. It was hysterical. What was it? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember, okay. but it was like they said it in unison. So I would have it somewhere on my phone. In your notes. But mm-hmm. anyway, the, the, David, you know, even though he was just like lifted one eyebrow up that we were impudent sort of and like kind of cozied in, his one friend really was rather taken with you, Julia. Can and I, him? they had a good table in the bar side and I was really interested in the view because everyone was coming in and out. And I was just mm-hmm. kind of looking around. I wasn't even really talking. Uh, no, you were talking to different people at the bar. Yes, I was. Yes. I was being I was a social butterfly. Yes. So anyway, but he, you know, he has this show, Lights Out with David mm-hmm. Spade, that have, has been on since like last July. Yes. And who's his best buddy from Minnesota? The comedian. Remember, you knew the name, Lori. You knew the name, Lori. You knew it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll come back to it. Okay. You knew the name. Yeah. You I, know it. I know. I can't think right I now. Can't, all right. We're not going to think. 
Keep going. Anyway, so he shows up on Kimmel last night. Those two are buddies. And, you know, Kimmel might be kind of hard right now to be booking guests and stuff, you know, because movies are getting canceled. Yeah. Things are happening. But Kimmel did have his, what turned out to be his last live audience last night. And David Spade talked about, he gave a hilarious recap of The Bachelor because he he loves that show. It was was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. He loved the barb cam. He did talk about the audience and he is a little bit nervous about performing. He says, yes, I'm sure it's going to happen over at my show because, you know, all the shows are are going to having no audience and and Kimmel's like, well, you should be used to that. You've performed at nightclubs with just three people. He <laughs> said, yeah, but <laughs> this is different. This is different, you know. They're and, taping me. For- it, it has happened at his show. I read that today. What? The David Spade. Oh, yeah. All the of them. All of them. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody with any live audience. It's just not going to happen anymore. So anyway, but Kimmel really wanted him to share a story of something that happened at a Grammys party. Okay. Because David Spade and Eddie Murphy... More on Eddie Murphy's side, but David Spade has written about it, how 30 years ago, Eddie Murphy was furious because David Spade and Eddie Murphy, two very different eras of SNL. Right. And Eddie Murphy becomes an overnight superstar, basically, at the age of 19. And David Spade struggled to get his... Yes. Joke stuff on there. He wasn't a mm-hmm. su- real successful guy, and he laughs about it in his books. He was very good friends with um, Lauren Michaels. No, the guy who died. Oh the, yeah, the, oh, Jim Belushi. No, the other oh, one, the blondie, the, the blondie from Wisconsin. Oh, uh, uh, Chris Farley. Yes, yes. yes. You, and Chris was the more successful of the two. So yes. David Spade. Anyway, David did get on. Get he got a little skid on, and. Uh, you know, and this is like, you know, now Eddie Murphy is a movie star and but he had a bad movie and and he referenced him in this little skit on SNL called Eddie Murphy, a falling star. <laughs> and the joke got groans from the audience and Eddie Murphy was furious did, and has held a grudge about it. So Kimmel wants David Spade to tell the story about Eddie Murphy. So here we go. Now let's get to this story. Okay, so here's the story. So you're involved in this. I am involved, yes. So before the Grammys, Ted Sarandos is a buddy of ours. He has a pre-Grammy party. So and, and they put me next to you, which is fun. And so, you know, we're all BSing. But Eddie Murphy's over there with uh, Chappelle. And before the thing, Ted said, you guys are cool, right? I said, you know, we had this weird thing. The poor guy. For those who don't know, there may be some people who oh, don't yeah, know. What had, happened, basically? I, there was something I said on Saturday Night Live years and years ago uh-huh. and when I was on. And then... Uh, What'd you say? I just said a joke about him, and he wasn't in the mood for it, and uh, uh-huh. he yelled at me, and mm-hmm. we we carried that grudge forever. Mm-hmm. So 30 years later, we he finally hosts SNL, and he, he says, you know, it's still awkward for me and him. Mm-hmm. I never see the guy. But I feel bad for him, like I have this fake feud with him. But so I never see him out, and so I go, I don't care if he's here, it's fine. So he's over there. And then we're over here, and then I'm talking and tap on the shoulder. Just, just can I tell you my point? Of yeah, view? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm talking to you, and then I see him coming up behind you, and I go, <laughs> okay. I know. I was like, Jimmy's going to be my backup, which, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> I think I might That'd need Chappelle over there. He's, then I go, huh? And then as he goes, hey, man, can I talk to you? And I was like, Jimmy, Jimmy, it's go time. <laughs> so I go, uh, yeah, instead of, gives me a hug, and mm-hmm. he says, uh, you know, hey, this is stupid, whatever, whatever. So we talked about SNL and some other stuff for a while. 
super cool dude, just like, you know, I was a fan before, still a fan. So I just felt bad. I was a little a thorn in his side for all that time. But we're all good now, so oh, it's fun. So just like that, the 30-year-old feud came to yeah. a Just to an end because he just came over? Maybe because Eddie is, you know, the Dolomite, and it was realized it was kind of stupid to just to have that thing hanging he around. He had a lot of grudges with people. He was sensitive. Yes, yes. So sensitive yes. when people were making fun, and yet they always said, if people make fun of you, it's the greatest compliment. It kind of. Kind of. kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, that was a non-story story. Yeah, I know. I kept waiting for <laughs> yeah. something big. You know, he, he also told a funny story about a long, when he first moved to Hollywood, he really tried to do the Hollywood thing. And David Spade, if you look up his love life, he's had like an Amazing. incredible love life for a guy who's five feet six yeah. and just a comedian. Yeah, and he's guy. funny. So he tells a story when he doesn't name the actress that he's with, but they're at the fancy restaurant that's in 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 and he gets her with this hot chick and the the maitre d said well right this way ladies and, <laughs> and he's like you're trying to impress the girl and then there were these steps to go up to this other thing i'm not thinking does he look i do i look like a girl right now <laughs> watch mind your step gals <laughs> He's like, that's, yeah. that's oh. a humiliating date yep. night when you yeah. get mistaken as uh, one of the gals. Yep. And you're clearly a guy, but he thinks because of your long hair, or she thinks because of your long hair. Okay, let me just tell you his list of women, okay? Yeah. Um, Carmen Electric. Electra. Uh, Electric, 2006. Pamela Anderson, 2007. Um, Heather Locklear. Yep. Heather Locklear, 2006. Julie Bowen. For a year, she's the mom of Modern Family, which I watched last night, which was hysterical because yeah. it's coming to an end. Right. Uh, Laura Flynn Boyle, 9899. Remember, she had an accident, a limo accident with on Mulholland Drive, Drive with Jack Nicholson and the National Enquirer had a paparazzi there. She climbed out of the the, the limo because she, she was, was dating, dating David Spade, Spade and that's time. how he oh, found oh, out I see. that she was cheating, cheating with on Jack Nicholson. Cheating with yep. Jack Nicholson. Um, mm-hmm. Naya Rivera from Glee, 2017. Yeah. Um, Stacey Hayes, Caprice Boyle, um, who else? Sarah Foster. Yeah. Yeah, no. But the one we're missing is um oh Heather Locklear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he's been I don't think he's ever been married. No, he's got one child. Mm-hmm. He's single. He's um, let's see, he's five seven. He <sighs> is worth forty million. He's a cancer lorry, and he's fifty five years old. I wish you would have gotten your number, but his friend was more interested in you. Well, please. <laughs> I'm just saying. I besides, you know I want you to date somebody different in Hollywood. Yeah. Besides David Spade, yeah, you don't know Hollywood. No. no, no. Who who was our other one? Who do we want me to date? Um, it was recently too. Yeah, it was, was recently. I I picked out a good one for you, but a, I can't remember. It's a rich like, guy, huh? Wasn't it a rich guy? Of well, they, course, of, of course. course. Why would we settle so, for of this? Course. Right, what am I thinking? Uh huh. <laughs> or a funny one. I'll take either. Yeah. Money or funny? I'm not picky. If you have both, that'd be a delight. That would be delightful. Funny money. I give yeah. up myself for that. <laughs> give up dating me. For funny and money. Mm-hmm. Woo!
Well, you know, Tiffany Haddish is, uh, she has a wonderful feature in the current issue of Harper's Bazaar, and they have her dressed up like um, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Okay, yes. And, I mean, it's really a great photo Cute. shoot. It's it's so good. And she says in the piece that she loved that they wanted to do that. She even posed with an orange cat. And I, she's very excited. And in this interview, she said, you know, she talked about, they asked her about getting bat mitzvahed on her 40th birthday. Yes. Sarah Silverman's rabbi sister officiated the, uh, the ceremony. Uh, Billy Crystal was there, Jimmy Kimmel, and Barbara Streisand gave her a star of David necklace, yeah, which that. is amazing. Yeah. And um, anyway, and then also she told Bazaar about Brad Pitt's promised her in 2018 that they would get together in one year if they were both single. And she said she saw him uh, exactly almost a year after their elevator encounter at a party. And I could tell, she says, he was scared of me. And he was like, oh, (laughs) crap, (laughs) Tiffany. And his eyes were kind of going sideways. And I was like, ain't nobody coming after you. You've got too many kids. Men got to work (laughs) for it, you know. They like the hunt. Can't make it too easy. So... You know who it was that you wanted me to date? We just heard from Jess. Yeah. Um, Bob Odendink or something. Oh, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, Odenkirk. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. Jess just oh, sent me a text. Goodness. Thank, thank you, goodness. Jess. Yeah. Thank God someone's remembered. Well, because listening. every week it's somebody new. I know, but yeah. I kind of like yeah. that one still. Bob Odenkirk? Bob yeah. Oh, I he is charming. He's a Midwest guy. Yeah, he's charming. and I, I like that we just get to pick these random, yeah. perfect people out of the sky that we don't really know. But. And I like his je ne sais quoi when yeah. he is on the couch. Oh, there he's is very, something yes. very, very, very pleasant, man. Very smooth about him. And I also yeah. like the looks of his thumbs. I'm oh, not and not really. And we don't want to even, but you know where specific. she's going. No, it, no, it's. <laughs> I like the look. We of will them. go very far back to the very first year on our show when we were looking for guests, and the PPD people were on the PPT, the penis predictor. Predictors. I know how yeah. to do it. I do the math. I don't do it all the time on no, everyone I meet. I hope does not Julia. because it's, it gets a little distracting when it, you're doing it, PPT. Yes, on every gonna... strange man you meet. Yeah, you know, oh, those are good days. The penis predictor theory. The, uh, <laughs> the lady was from Michigan. Yeah. And the reason, and this is like the little wiener d- dating website that just came out. A dinky you know, one. A dinky one or whatever. But they were, their whole reason was they were little people, really little ladies. And they would find out too late that the person that they were going to hook up with was not compatible with them. That's right. That was why they oh, came up with it. That's right. It was the reverse of what you think. Right. Sometimes oh. you don't have time. <laughs> and as much space. Space. Yeah. And so if you can do the penis <laughs> math ahead of time. time. You don't have to waste your time. You can because just there's say, not enough room in the end. That's right. Okay, there we go. Time for the dirt alert. Not enough room <laughs> at the end. <laughs> and now this. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Holly. All right. All right. I, we're feeling dirty. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, here- I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Here's the deal. All of the responses to COVID-19 are what we're going to be talking about in the Dirt Alert update because there's a lot. Things are slowing down and rightfully so. We have to practice social distancing in order to get this pandemic under control. And as a result of that, it's kind of a state by state thing. And you're seeing that uh, that governors around the country are implementing actions in order to contain the virus. Now, uh, the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, announced today that New York City, uh, they're limiting uh, engagements of 500 people or more. So Broadway is shutting down at 5 p.m. tonight. So that already happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, local time there at 622 right now. And so Broadway is going dark. Many museums and other institutions where many people gather, those are going to be closing down Friday at 5 p.m. And uh, Disneyland over in Anaheim, California, that's closing down for only the fourth time in history. And that's only going to happen until the end of the month. So they're wrapping up things on Friday. They're going to give people a couple of days at Disneyland hotels in order to kind of manage their business and be able to get out. And you guys were asking about Walt Disney World. Well, this is kind of a state by state thing. So Disney World needs to be proactive. Walt Disney Company needs to be proactive because, well, and I can say right now, shut it down. Universal Studios is still open. Now, I don't know who's going to be going there. Absolutely. That's like, who's going to go? Who's going to be going there? Um, So, you know, it is slowly rolling out. People are slowly making those initiatives because most movies that are going to be released in the next couple of weeks are going to be delayed. A Quiet Place 2, we are looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. John Krasinski announced on his Instagram. He said that, hey, you know what? We're going to wait for a couple of weeks. Right. And then we're going to have a big viewing party together. We're going to go and we're going to get scared out of our minds from A Quiet Place 2. Mulan, that release has been pushed back. That was supposed to be coming out on the 20th of this month. And uh, Fast and Furious 9, that movie was not set to be released in theaters until May. However, they made the decision to delay the release of that movie until April of 2021. They're just like, look, we want a global because those movies are so dependent on a global box office that it's like, why would we even bother releasing it a couple months from now? We're going to hedge our bets we're just going to move it to next year. Mm-hmm. St. So. Paul is canceled. It's St. Patrick's Day celebration. Yeah, I yeah. kind of figured I, that was a I, given I, when I New like York and Boston yep. and Chicago did. It would be like, who's really going to go? Yep. Well, right. At this point, it's we know we've seen the science and we've seen mm-hmm. the charts on how to best handle these situations. And at this point, it's like, let us back off a little bit. Let us keep our distance from each other. Let's wash our hands. Let's take care of the vulnerable people in our communities and in our families. Mm-hmm. And, I wanna, bagging off. and I want to tell people, and this was kind of something that happened the other day, too. Um, the Star Tribune has lifted its paywall off of all coronavirus stories. That means Good. you get like three free stories right. a day. So, But if you want information on coronavirus, like yeah, so you can have all that information Accessible. I think the New York Times has done that with mm-hmm. coronavirus. Wall Street Journal's done that, um, which is smart. Washington Post. I mean, if you want to, so that I think is a really well. We want to nice go to thing. trusted newspaper right. sourcing for this information. Yep. So you can follow all the developments. You don't want to be looking for your information on Facebook. Although I do take a lot of. Um, I really appreciate Dan Rather's. He kind of writes. Um, 
on Facebook. Thoughtful opinion pieces on Facebook. And he has been calming me down for the last um, couple of days, what he writes about. Okay. Just saying. I mean, he's a he's been through a lot and he's... He has know. a perspective. He, he has wisdom yeah, he in does. his perspective. Yeah. He's also a journalist, right. so he kind of knows what he's doing. Uh, here locally, uh, the concert scene, the crowd scene is... Concert by concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, just saw an email from First Avenue and said that they are going with what the acts are doing. A mm-hmm. lot of them canceling things and they're monitoring the situation. So they just haven't outright said, hey, we're going to be closing things down. But they'll keep you updated on that in those smaller concerts. However, the stadium concerts are the ones yeah. that are pulling the plug. So if you're planning on going to Dan and Shay uh, in April 10th, they have rescheduled or at the Target Center, excuse me, to August 29th. The Lumineers, Friday night, they've moved their concert at the XL Energy Center to September 24th. Kenny Chesney at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, he moved his May 2nd concert to a date to be determined. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's waiting it out there. So we don't know uh, when those are going to be Kind of like the travel but, plans. Yeah. They're, you're, they're, they're changing just, and you're just moving them to a date moving, far forward yeah. in the future, maybe in the fall. Let's get through this. Let's calm down. Let's yeah. all stay home. Exactly. And then we'll get through this and then we can, you know, it has to, it's, it's bigger and scarier than people know. You know, we just don't know. Yeah. And we can plan. Well, we kind of, the, the people like from the CDC and the who do know because they are looking at Italy and what's happening there. Right. And that is why the mass cancellations for all these public events, right. you know. Right, because they're just looking at the way the that, pattern, the pattern, the way that this uh, virus is spreading among people, and mm-hmm. that it's very communicable. So that's why we need to take these drastic measures in order to protect ourselves and those around us. Uh, there's a lot of work from home initiatives in Hollywood too. NBC Universal, Amazon, they're advising employees to work from home immediately. They're saying, hey, you know, pretty much any television show that has a live studio audience, they have scrapped it, and and production on shows and. Is- Andy is being postponed or stopped right now. Yeah, you know, The Prom starring Nicole Kidman and Meryl Streep. That's an upcoming movie they're filming right now. They've stopped that. The Morning Show. I didn't know those two were (laughs) going to be in a movie called The Prom. Nicole Kidman and Meryl Streep. It's a musical. Oh, my word. And it's with Ryan Murphy. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So everything is for that. We just need to, yeah, I guess yeah. this is what we have to do. That's right. This is what we have to do. Let's band Are together. Are we going to be quarantined from home and doing our show from a phone in, next to a microphone? Or are we still coming in here? That's TBD. TBD, but, okay. But, but we are planning We're to be here. small environment, though, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's no, right. That's true. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Holly, thanks, for everything. Holly, for You're welcome. Thanks, Holly, for keeping us up to date on yes. all that. Well, we got some traffic to talk about this afternoon. We're going to start in Minneapolis, 94 Westbound across from 3rd Avenue to Highway 65. In Bloomington, 35W, southbound across from 98th Street to 94th Street. In Coonrapper, we are letting you know what is happening with the coronavirus and the effect it is having on all of our lives. Holly? Oh, turn your microphone down. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Thanks, Tony. All right. So testing has now identified nine cases of COVID-19 in Minnesota. These cases happening in Hennepin, Dakota and Stearns County now having their first cases. And these results are based on tests so far of 316 patients. And all nine cases involve people who are likely infected during travels out of the state of Minnesota or due to exposure to infected people who traveled out of state. Eight people are recovering at home. One patient from Anoka County was hospitalized this week in critical condition. And Donna, you said, yeah, we're 
we're going to talk about how this is affecting the world around us. The S&P 500 closed down about 9.5% today, its biggest daily drop since the stock market crashed in 1987 on Black Monday. The decline has left stocks in the U.S. firmly in a bear market. That means a decline of 20% from the most recent highs. And for the Dow Jones Industrial Average today... A drop of 10% was also the worst since the 1987 stock market crash. And also uh, in the world of sports, the NCAA announced that the remaining winter and spring sports championships, including March Madness, Madness, the men's basketball tournament, and the wrestling championship here in Minneapolis, they're not going to be happening. Major League Baseball has uh, delayed their spring break activities. The NHL has delayed. The NBA has delayed. Major League Soccer has also delayed their sporting events as a result of COVID-19. And that's really your update for today, Donnie. Back to Lori and Julia. Okay, and we'll do this. She has a theory. Theory. Okay. What do you got for us is This is a theory that's a fact. okay? Okay. And I just want—is it a Lori fact or a real fact? Well, it's a fact. No, no, no. Okay. Because what's going to happen, and what's already happening, is cyber criminals are registering coronavirus site names. Oh, interesting. Okay. Really? Yes, Donnie. Well, and what course. they're trying to do is get you to click onto their site so that they can then put their malware. Yes. Onto your computer. Okay. Yes. Of course. Okay. This is going. This is a theory that becomes a fact. Yeah, if there's yeah. a, a a natural disaster, it, the the cyber criminals come out of the woodwork. So okay. I just want to tell people that's a good warning. Thank you. There are three places that you can go. You can, of course, you're a trusted newspaper that you like, the Star Tribune or Washington Post or right. whatever, whatever that is. Like. But if you want to, John Hopkins University. Yeah. Every day, they're updating an excellent map of COVID-19 cases. It's updated daily. It's managed by John Hopkins University. That's okay. one. The World Health Organization. W, you know, who? Yes. yes. Okay. Also, the CDC.gov backslash coronavirus but even if you just went to cdc.gov it's on on the homepage. yeah Yeah. those are your places if you get an email prompt you know to have you download a file so that you can get the most updated information and they'll make it real enticing do not click on it but there's been a 50 percent increase in um corona virus themed website right. and those are all going to be malicious cyber criminals okay okay so okay. yeah that's a theory that is a fact that every time something catastrophic happens then the bad people come out of the woodwork to take advantage of people who are yes, scared okay yep. Yep. now i really thought this was an interesting thing to come out today so you know have you ever heard it, people say oh my gosh a like a mom or dad, you're turning my hair gray. You kids are turning my yes. hair gray. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay, we say that. Oh, my God, I was so scared. I thought my hair was going to turn gray. And we've heard of instances where, like, and we, or we've seen it in movies where hair turns overnight. Yes. Gray. Well, we're all going to have gray hair by next week, I swear to God. Are we? Oh, well, I already have it. Okay, so. you guys already have <laughs> yeah. it. I'm, a, I'm an early adapter. Yeah. 
But I, science, it's not breaking news that stress causes your hair to turn green, but up until, or gray, excuse me, but up until now, there's never been conclusive scientific advice okay about why does you why does stress make you get gray hair okay okay mm-hmm. i remember that like there was a I movie or a this. scary story where your hair would turn yeah. gray overnight so this is a very <laughs> scary movie very yeah. scary movie <laughs> awesome. a new research at harvard they figured out the biology of how and why stress can turn your hair gray and why sometimes something that's hugely stressful, people will just have all of a sudden all this gray hair. All goes back to caveman. Oh, cave crying out loud. Feelings? Does it make us blend in with the no. is it camouflaging? No. They actually discuss, they actually, they did through a simple process of elimination. And what they found out is that feelings of stress activate nerves associated with our fight and flight response. Yes. And these nerves, because they went through a process of elimination through the whole body of where stress, how it connects, okay? And what they found out is that every hair follicle contains sympathetic nerves. Oh, wow. And stress causes these sympathetic nerves within our hair to release a chemical called norepinephrine. Norepinephrine? Yeah. I'm phonetically yeah, doing my right. Latin. Okay. Which is then absorbed by close by pigment regenerating stem yeah. cells. And stem cells in our hair follicles, I know I'm getting very scientific, but this was published in Nature magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, stem cells in your hair follicles kind of act as a backup supply of color-producing um, cells for our hair. And when our hair grows or regenerates, then those stem cells just help supply our natural hair color. However, in the event of stress and the release of no repinephrine, our stem cells overact and they suck out the, the, color? the color reserves. They can't restock. It's norepinephrine. Oh, thank you, Tom. Sure. How do you say it again? Norepinephrine. All right. And when they started to study this, the Harvard research team leader said, we knew stress was bad for the body, but the detrimental impact of stress that we discovered was more than what we thought. After just a few days, all of the pigment regenerating stem cells were lost, and once they're gone, you can't regenerate the pigment anymore. The damage is permanent. Wow. So... It's um, in this case, you know, this is this is why your hair and, you know, you sometimes have wondered why. Okay, why is it like my stepfather, my mom's husband, he did not have a gray hair in his flipping head until he was 70 years old. His hair was coal black. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Casey, a firefighter buddy of his coal black hair. Right. And he's like 10 years older than Casey. He still has no gray hair. Now, I don't know if those people are immune to stress or it's some other kind of hereditary thing. But they were, uh, they just, hair pigmentation was sort of the easiest thing to start with. And yes, indeed, it does 
moms and dads that say to their parents or they say to somebody, you're giving me gray hair, mm-hmm. you are 100% correct. Okay. We're going to yeah. have a lot of gray hair yeah. by the end of the month. Yeah. I need to up my color appointment. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the stress <laughs> you might be seeing, your hair is getting grayer faster. Okay, so that is a theory. Now, this is... <sighs> This is a plot twist. Oh gosh! Oh, All right, I'm gonna take notes. Oh, do I feel either like I take notes? Do either one of you feel like you know a lot about that old um, King of Macabre, Edgar Allan Poe? Oh, uh, de- everything. No, no, <laughs> Julia, nothing, you, nothing. I, I know the name. You know the name. I've heard of it before. You don't really know about his penchant for nope. binge drinking, depression, nope. marrying his cousin who was thirteen, and. Everybody Married everyone back I in the day. He was an alcoholic. Yes. And well, her. one of the most mysterious aspects of Edgar Allan Poe's legacy is his untimely death at the age of forty, after being found delirious and in great distress, and in someone else's clothes on the streets of Baltimore. <laughs> okay. All right. And he was incoherent and rambling. And after a few days in a hospital, I like the the good detail of someone else's clothes. Clothes. Mm-hmm. He passed away. And many thought that he did it. What to, year did he die? Oh, like, my I don't even know what, what year. 1800s. 1800s, yeah. 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 In 1849. Okay. And he was in the hospital in a delirium. And, um, the, the, you know, the, the, the minister of Macabre, you know, yeah. Edgar Allan Poe. So many people thought it was a deliberate thing. And it's long been thought that he, A, he did something to himself to end his life. Right. And his official death certificate was lost. Oh. Anyway, there's always been people saying, oh, he had rabies, he had syphilis, he had brain congestion, he drank some kind of an alcohol that might have had lead in it, you Uh, know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, but suicide for people who study Edgar Allan Poe, like, has been widely accepted as the possibility. Oh, contrary, after all this time. Did they a team of researchers or something? Well, this from the University of Texas at Austin. Okay, big fans of Edgar Allan Poe. They said uh, uh, they they analyzed three hundred nine of his personal letters, forty nine poems, and sixty three short stories, and they wanted to see if there was a linguistic cues that showed the path towards suicide. Okay, and they found out there was. He had signs of depression, but he did not have all of the other patterns that would have been all this studying that they did. And so they think, you know, it's more probably that he he was not a man who was happy with success. He didn't like the fame mm-hmm. of it, but he basically probably drank something bad. Yeah. At the time, you know, yeah. it wasn't any kind of a deliberate thing. So Edgar Allan Can you Poe, imagine, though, that would be so interesting to go over and have that be a, uh, a study, a project. Yeah. To go over everything he wrote the and letters, try to find signs. I mean, that's amazing to me. And that he wrote 63 short stories yeah. and the poems. And I do know when, I feel like Aunt I've Arlene. seen the the grave of it wherever he is buried is that I'm is it in out. baltimore it is in baltimore that's his hometown yeah i'm pretty sure it's anyway. in way yeah your aunt marlene did like uh she did know about him but anyway uh they just uh this was published in the journal of affective disorders julia oh, wow. 
And uh, he really just had more of a problem with his uh, psyche and success, but he was not suicidal in the weeks and stuff leading okay. up to his death. So that has been. Well, you know what his, his real name was? I don't. Virginia. No, that's his wife on one side. No, he is he is at Westminster Presbyterian Church in Baltimore. Okay. Yeah. And it's above, yeah, right across from the hospital, it looks like. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like I took my picture with it when I was I'm in sure. Baltimore. I mean, why, why would does. you do that? Oh, I because did it with I Benjamin did. Franklin in Boston. Yeah, I don't know. I love I going with, to a cemetery. With Jim um, from The Doors in Paris. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. taken my... Yeah. Something that people I do. like graveyard. I like looking around and seeing the years. I mean, there's good history in a graveyard. Yeah. All right, listen, we got to go. All right. We'll be right back.